0: God, we thank you for your word. God, you said you sent your word and it healed us from all our diseases. So heal us today, God. Everywhere we hurt, God. Everywhere we ache and everywhere we need an answer. Father God, we thank you for bringing us through this storm. God, it rained so long, Father, but you brought us through it. And God, we know with a storm, God, something washes in and something washes out. And we won't even fully know until everything settles what happens what all happened in the course of this storm, but we do know that you held us through it, and you protected us. You not only protected us, you protected the place where we worship, and we thank you for that, Lord God, for looking over us, God, because we are right down the street from water, Father, but you didn't let it come nigh, our dwelling, and we appreciate it, Father, so much that we're not in recovery mode this morning. And God, we pray for those that are, God, that they would be patient with the process, God, and that you would give them the strength to endure hardness as a good soldier, Father God, and that our community will continue to help each other get through this difficult time. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We all got our way of helping. Amen. Mine is not getting out in the water and pushing a car, but mine is more like letting you come stay at my house while you get yourself together and all that kind of stuff. So if that's your need today, feel free. You can always come stay with me. And I'll be glad to have you uh, over. Yeah, she don't care. She don't care. She, she, you know, she been a pastor. She know the deal. So it, it's no, uh, it's no big deal. So listen, what we've been talking about is in order to we, what we've been talking about lately is about learning patience, and that's going to be so relevant for what we're going through, um, what we're experiencing now. We're going to read a familiar passage of scripture out of Galatians five. This morning that's relevant to the fruit of the spirit Galatians 5 with particular attention play to verse 22 Galatians 5 and 22 Galatians 5 and 22. Okay, let's read that, uh, everyone read that together, Galatians 5, verse 22. You can keep reading because we have a comma there until you get to a period. Meekness, temperance, against, amen, you can be seated. Um, against such there is no law. We, we've been talking about learning patience. We're going to get to gain wisdom and get understanding. But right now, we're talking about learning patience. Now, I'm going to use a couple of Greek words this morning. And I, it's not—it's because in the Greek, which is what the New Testament is written in, the Bible, most theologians and most people that study the Bible tell you that the Greek is the most precise language. It'll give you the best definition of a word or the best understanding of a word. And it's more, Greek is for more than just um, sororities and fraternities, but it's actually used as a language in the, uh, in the Bible, which is the original language that the New Testament was written in. So there are two words that the Bible talks about, two different words for the word patience, which is long-suffering, which is in verse 22 of Galatians 5. If you understand. Uh, uh, Underscore long-suffering. Long-suffering and patience is the same thing. Long-suffering and patience is the same thing. So there are two Greek words that are translated as patience in the New Testament. One is hupomonic, hupomonk, hupomonk, which means remaining under. Hupomonk, that's spelled H-U-P-O-M-O-N-C, which means remaining under. That's when somebody is like under a burden. Like somebody's bearing a burden. Like I may be dealing with kidney disease or you may be dealing with, uh, somebody may be dealing with a loss uh, during this storm and they have to be, uh, go through that situation until they're able to get it resolved. Or somebody else has a bad marriage or somebody else is going through a difficult time in their marriage rather. Or somebody else is having a difficult time with their children. Whatever the case it is, you're bearing under that burden without complaint. That's what that one means. It means you're bearing under a burden without complaint. Now, you know what complaining is, right? You're not murmuring or grumbling about your situation. You're just dealing with it. And you don't have any inside restraints against it, like you're not complaining inside either. You're not complaining outside, and you're not complaining inside. You're just dealing with the burden of it. That's called Hupo Monk. That's bearing, being patient under a burden, but now the scripture that we're talking about today is macrothumia that's M A K R O T H U M I A. Macrothumia that kind of patience is the patience that you can only get from the Holy Spirit, which means the person that's able to hold their temper a long time. That's the person that's able to hold their temper a long time. Holding your temper. That takes the Holy Spirit. When you see people uh, popping off or you see people with the inability to hold their temper, it shows a lack of patience. I used to tell Faith Temple all the time, when you see people get angry or, and I don't want to say mad because some people say dogs go mad, but when you see people get angry, Uh, Anger is a secondary emotion. There's always a primary emotion at work. What I mean by that is, there's something at work that you really don't want to reveal, but anger makes you feel more empowered to deal with whatever that primary situation is. Like, you may initially feel fear, but you feel more empowered to feel anger than be afraid. Have you ever been uh, in somebody's house or at somebody's house, and somebody jump out from behind a door and? try to frighten you or something like that, I'm one of them kind of people you don't want to do that to. Because something may happen to you if you jump out from behind the door. I'm not going to go, I'm not one of the people that's going to bust out laughing and go, you crazy. No, I don't like being unnecessarily having my uh, adrenaline pumped up for no reason. I don't like stuff like that. If my adrenaline is pumped up, I like for it to be because I am in a fight or flight situation. Now, whether you intended to be in a fight situation or not when you jump behind that door, you may just, Brother Jeffrey, see me on the TV if you jump from behind that door on me and I done already told you. I done already told you. I'm not one of them kind of people, right? But in the effort to be patient, you know, I know some people think that's funny. And so in an effort to be patient, I've had to develop some patience in that area because I have nephews and stuff that think that's funny. And they jump out, ah, you know, whatever. And i would be like, I'm not going to look like, ah, like, I, like you scared me, I'm going to look like this. Mm-mm. And they was like, ain't, you ain't scared. Mm-hmm. But you really need to be scared. I'm scared, but you really need to be scared. <laughs> no, but the, you, it, in God, you have to learn to be to look beyond what you see on the outward appearance of a person. Does that make sense? So, because you like when they do that, they're not trying to make me like afraid to anger. They really think they're being funny. So you got to see. I got to see that. And for you, you may already, that may not be your area. You may crack up laughing when somebody does something like that. But everybody has something that agitates them, that gets them to a place where they think they're about to lose their temper. Everybody has something that makes them angry. You got some people that will laugh when they're angry. You got some people that will cry when they're angry. And people have all sorts of responses when they're angry. Sometimes it's because you made them feel vulnerable. And they don't want to say, you made me feel vulnerable. They'd rather be angry. Or they don't want to say, my feelings were hurt. They'd rather be angry. Or they don't want to say, I was afraid. They'd rather be angry. So sometimes when we're angry with people, when people are angry, it gives us an opportunity to learn some patience. How many of you know that the Bible says that tribulation, which is trouble, is what helps you, helps us learn patience? I was, when I was studying this lesson, I I realized that people learn in all different kinds of ways, right? Some people learn. Uh, we teach about studying the Bible, reading the Bible, studying. Some people learn from studying. Some people won't pick up the Bible and study, and so they learn in their own skin, which means, uh, what's the saying? Uh, old people say about lesson. They bought a lesson, and they got the scars to show it that they bought that lesson. Some people would rather read than buy a lesson because some lessons you're still recovering from. And some lessons you may never recover from. Some lessons still following you. I know a, a mother. She was telling me, "I'd be so glad when these kids out of my house." I mean, like you made that decision to have these children. Now you be glad when they gone. But see, no. But what the Lord says when a man begins to build, let him sit down and count up the cost. There's a cost to having children. They have to be fed. They have to be clothed. They have to be housed, and the older they get, the more expensive it gets. So there's a cost to raising children. That's why some people run off and leave them. And some people stay there and fight it out. But if you make that decision, then there's a a long patience process that's involved with raising children. And you can't, every time something doesn't go your way with kids. You can't lose your temper just because you're the bigger one or you're the older one and decide that you're going to impose your will because you can. And I know in the black community, we um, put ourselves in situations that cause us to be short-tempered. And then when we're short-tempered, we cannot make rational decisions and the Lord is asking us to be long-suffering and be patient and it's not just with people outside your family but it's people inside your family too not just people outside when when I was studying this lesson I asked my mom to read about it because you know if anybody knows anything about me and my mom they know we have issues from time to time and uh, we think it's because we're not patient with one another because when you come to the Lord Sometimes people assume that everything about you is revolutionized in that moment, but it's not. Some things you're going to grow into, and some things you may not even grow into because they're not challenged enough. I tell people I am fully aware that there are some things about my life that may not be developed because they may not be challenged as often as they need to be challenged. But when the Lord comes to that area, when the Holy Spirit comes and allows tribulation to come to develop your patience, then you know what God is going to do? He's going to give you an opportunity to see if that patience is developed. The Holy Spirit is going to help teach you patience through tribulation. The Lord is going to give you an opportunity to show that you learned something. If you didn't learn from your studying, if you didn't learn from your uh, from your reading or or paying attention, or videos, or listening to tapes, or however you take the word in, if you didn't learn, I'm gonna tell you like uh, Kevin Hart's dad said, you gonna learn today. You gonna learn today. Because today, patience means being able to hold your temper, but you can't do that without the Holy Spirit. You can't do it. The lack of the ability to hold your temper is a definite sign that you lack patience. You lack the Holy Spirit. I said, Pastor Brown, that's a bold statement. It's a bold statement, but it's a true statement. A person that quickly loses their temper lacks the Holy Spirit. You know what the Holy Spirit would tell you? Be patient because God is patient with you. Calm down. You can't pop off on everything. Why? Because if God popped off on you behind everything you did that was not appropriate, you'd never be able to sleep because he'd be popping off day and night. But we find one thing wrong with a person, and we're ready to pop off. We're ready to go off. You can't be late if I'm a timely person. I'm ready to go off. Calm down. There's a way to wait. Now, look, I'm the last person to tell you to make a timely person late because there ain't nothing like being around a timely person and you a person that saunters, takes your time. It's like um, a few weeks ago my sister and I were staying together in a hotel or whatever, and my sister's very timely, at least she thinks so. She is very timely. She is very timely. And I'm a person that saunters. So she feel like she got to alert me an hour before we leave. I'm going to leave you. And I'm this kind. Leave me? It ain't like I can't get where I'm going, you know, instead of having the right attitude, right? Leave me because I know she's going to be on time. So then I'm ready before she's ready. But do I say I'm going to leave you? No. What am I? And it's sometimes when you're sometimes when you're in traffic and you feel like screaming at the person that's in the next car that can't hear you, and you know when you get on the highway you're not dealing with cars, you're dealing with people. please be patient, don't lose your temper and start talking to people that can't hear you and you don't even know how crazy they are. You don't know where they headed, what they came out of, what their life is like. You don't even know why they're rushing like that. You don't know what they're running from, what they're running to. Just be patient. Just because it's not going on in your life don't mean something important is not going on in their life or something life-threatening is not going on in their life. You just never know. So then when you're a child of God, you got to learn. We have to learn. We have to learn. Let me say now. You have to learn. We have to learn to mellow out. Now, the two most mellow people in this church, and then I'm add a third on the la- on the list later. I'm not going to even uh um I would think the two most mellow people in this church. Let me let me ask y'all, who would y'all think are the two most, if I tell you there are two mellow people in this church. Who? No, no, I ain't. No. Mm mm. It ain't me. No, ma'am. Brother Turk. You would say Brother Turk. I, I would say three because Brother Turkey is mellow. Anybody else that you would think. No, says Mellow. I would say No, says Mellow. No. Mm mm. No, not you. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, it's fortunate you ended up with a mellow man. <laughs> but I would say Lisa is mellow. Lisa is a mellow kind of person, like kind of, yes, I encourage you in the Lord. And in the power of his might, God loves you. And God loves you. And God loves you. And I love you too, kind of feeling. And I'd be like, get out of here. You know, like, <laughs> no, I'm not like that. I appreciate mellow people because they balance us. They balance us, but they're the people with the most patience. They're the people with the long-suffering, more under control. Does that mean the rest of us doesn't have a measure of it? Of course. If you have the Holy Spirit, you got a measure, right, Brother Steve? Brother Steve, now, if I wouldn't call Steve mellow, but you know what I will call Steve? Quick to forgive. Steve doesn't like anything hanging over his head and like walking up on you next week, and y'all still mad about what happened last week and all that. He's quick to forgive and let it go. So it, it, he appears mellow. But what makes him hot? Makes him hot. But he just get over it and move on and do something different. <laughs> seems like it a snap. Move on and do something different. Why? Because you're serving God. And sometimes you have to be like, like Abraham. Remember in the scripture when the Bible says, Abraham, remained faithful to God even unto his death, and he never saw the promise. But he kept being patient with the process. Didn't he go through a process? He was traveling. God told him to leave a land and leave his people. He didn't even know where he was going, but he was just patient with the process. Sometimes we jump out of the boat way too soon, and we don't wait on God to come and rescue us. We don't wait on God to come get us. We don't wait on God to provide the solution. And then we end up getting in a situation that's far worse than what we were in. Some people said out of the frying pan into the fire, right? Sometimes we're like that cuz we want to solve the situation ourselves. When you're a believer, the scripture says wait, I say on the Lord. The scripture says wait, I say on the Lord. You do everything, that's that's why we get in trouble because we don't want to wait on God or we don't want to experience consequences. So we don't want to wait on God. If we run out of money, and I tell Faith Tilper this all the time, you don't have to listen to me. You can do something different, but I'm going to tell you how it's going to turn out every time. You can go to, um, uh, you ever see these check cashing places? Because you don't want to wait or you don't want to deal with consequences or you don't want to call somebody and tell somebody you can't pay them right now or you got to make arrangements or you got to do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you got to do, but don't go there. Do whatever you got to do that's honest, but don't go there. Don't give nobody the title to your car. No, don't do not don't do that. Don't give nobody the title to your truck. And then when your truck comes up missing, you want us to feel bad for you. But I'm telling you now, don't give nobody the title. Don't make no title loans on your truck, on your car. Pastor Brown, you don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm not telling you to do something I haven't tried. That's why I'm telling you don't do it. Because if you ain't got $150, you're not going to have $150 plus they $50 to pay them back. That's how they go. So you know what you end up doing? Just paying them they $50 and keep paying them they $50. And before you know it, you done paid $200 on $150. How much sense did that make? And you still owe them $150. You still owe them. And that's why I'm trying to tell you, the Bible said don't put your money out to usury. That's scripture. Usury is excessive interest. And these people are charging you excessive interest. Credit cards are excessive enough. If you got a credit card, you're paying probably Anywhere upwards to twenty some percent interest, you need to be paying. That's a lot of interest. And if you're carrying a balance, you know it's a lot of interest. Because if you're paying them 50 or $100 every month, you know it's a lot of interest. At least it's going, I'm sick about it. I just can't do it. I don't know how people do it. I just can't do it. And some people don't understand how people live life so tight. Steve and I was talking about because we're not patient. The Bible says in our patience we possess our soul. There are some things that we don't have in life, but just because we're not patient, we just won't wait. You just had to have that $100 dress. And Vicki got it on sale at Macy's next week for $35. Why? Because she waited. You don't have to have nothing that bad. Nothing. You don't have to have no car that bad. Why? Because they're coming out with a new one next year. And yours is going to be old. And you just had to have the 2017. Guess what? Before 2017 could be over, the 2018's out. And your car is the old car. Calm down. Just calm down and be patient. Be willing to bear up under a burden. If you're going through something, you're trying to financially recover, handle it. Recover. Don't go dig yourself in deeper trying to Recover don't go get uh, uh, an American Express credit card and you know you can't pay that annual fee every year and you know it's due every month. Well, they got an everyday card now, so. But y'all probably didn't need to know that. (laughs) But you don't, don't, you got to learn when you're being patient that's what we're talking about. What, that's why I gave you those words this morning. You have to learn to bear up under a burden when you're being patient. You got to know how to handle a burden. Do y'all know how to handle a burden? Have you ever had a burden? Do you know what a burden is? Do you know what it feels like to be burdened down by something? Heavy laden, something that's on your heart and on your mind. Do you know how to bear up under without complaining? Huh? Every time we see you, we all not have to hear about your truck notes. That truck is so expensive. Well, why do you get it? We don't want to hear about it. Nobody wants to hear nobody complaining. Y'all ever heard somebody sing this song? Don't nobody bring me no bad news. Y'all never heard that? No bad news. Don't nobody bring me no bad news. Don't nobody want to hear no bad news. Don't nobody want to hear nobody complaining about your bunion, your toes, your all that, whatever's going on. Don't nobody want to hear about it all the time. You can mention your bunions to me, and I'll be like, man, what is a bunion? Okay. Especially if you educate me, I want to know. But if you keep talking about your bunions every Sunday, I'm going to go, you know you can have that removed, right? I'll be like, Sister uh, Anita, we need to be about a solution. We need not be talking about a bunion every Sunday. It's a solution to a bunion. We can move on to something There's Some things don't have a solution. And people are bearing under those burdens and not complaining. Some people have burdens and you never even know it. Why? Because they lean on that scripture that I love so well: trust in the Lord with all of my heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways you acknowledge Him, and He directs me. He gives me direction, and I'm not looking for direction for a week from now. I'm looking for direction today, just today. And if I make it through, the, when I make it through today. If I make it through the day, when I make it through the day, then i look for direction for tomorrow. But the Bible tells me don't even take no thought about tomorrow. So you got to learn to be patient. What you going to do today? In the next moment. Nothing is promised to you. The Bible said no man knows the day nor the hour when the man, the Son of Man will return. Even the Son of God don't know. Hmm. God really keeping that private. He ain't even letting the begotten know. So you know you don't know. So you got to be patient because some things you may not reap until you see the Lord. Some things you're not going to come into until you're in the face of God. And when God says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not based upon you being perfect. Not based upon you not being on TV. But based upon that you accepted Christ as your Savior. He did the work, right? I mean, that's enough to run, run around this whole church. When y'all hear that song says "My his grace keeps chasing me down chasing me to, That's enough to run around the church because it's not contingent upon you being perfect but what he did on the cross. He didn't depend on you. He did it himself. All he's telling you to do is accept it. Believe it. Confess it. If people ask you who you believe, Jesus Christ. Do you believe in the death, burial and resurrection? I certainly do. Do you believe in the virgin birth? I certainly do. That's your job right there. That's your job. And then you try to live out the best you can because you know why? When people see you living that life of patience, you're not quick to lose your temper, you're a mellow fellow, people see you get into that place that it's a a so shine moment and people want to ask you about the God that you serve. If you popping off losing your temper all the time, people don't even think you serve God. You know why? They would probably be right. If you're losing your temper all the time, then you lack the, the Holy Spirit. One of the things that the Holy Spirit brings with it is a level of patience in every, in every area that you ought to have some development of the Holy Spirit. Patience is just one of those areas that have to be worked out. It's just not one of those areas that you're just born with. It has to be worked out. Trouble has to happen. You have to endure it. And you have to come through hardness, the Scripture says, like a good soldier. You can't come through on the battlefield complaining about bullets. You can't be on the battlefield complaining about somebody always trying to kill you. You can't be on the battlefield complaining about somebody always want to fight you. You know why? Because you in a war. That's what Steve played this morning. And, and, and if, if in that song it says, you can't have my family, you can't have my increase, you can't have my breakthrough. How do you expect to prevent that from happening if you don't participate in the war? How you expect to win if you can't be patient? You're not going to win if you can't be patient. You're not going to win in life if you can't be patient. You're going to have to be patient. And you're going to have to be um, learn how to bear under a burden, and then you're going to have to also learn how to hold your temper. That's the Holy Spirit's job, though. It'll tell you, hold it. And at first you may have to swallow it, and you feel it. I tell people, if you ain't never felt your flesh cry, you ain't never been through nothing. You ain't never tried to live for God if you ain't never feel your flesh cry. Because when you're trying to live for God and you developing, God is developing a new area in you and you know what you normally would do and then, but you're stepping back and allowing God to go before you. Because God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. So don't worry, you just live for me. It's hard because sometimes when you lose your temper, you want to repay. You want revenge. Like on the west side of Houston, that the reservoir, they opened that reservoir and flooded them people on the west side of Houston and those people won't leave their house. You know why, Brother Jeffrey? You know why? They don't want to leave their stuff. You know why? Because they think somebody's going to break in on their stuff. Now, they're going to live over there in the flood because they think somebody's going to take their stuff. You know what the mayor said, you better get out of there because we will cut the power to that area. Water and electricity don't mix. So which is more important? Life. You can always start over. I'm going to say this and I'm going to close because I'm going to tell you. Be uh, patient with life because everybody pays and everybody plays. It's just a matter of when. So you be patient and let God bring you on the field. When it's time for you to pay, it's time. When it's time for you to play, it's time. But let God usher you into those moments. Don't you just jump out there and decide when it's time for those things. God has a way. If it's time for you to come out of a situation, don't make your situation worse. Let God usher you out of it. Don't be a person that has too much pride to um, not ask what you need to ask or Exercise those things that the scripture tells you to exercise. Be patient with God. God is patient with us, right? And the Bible says that God is patient even to the end of this time, waiting to see if we're going to get it together. He's patient. He's long-suffering. He's not asking us to do anything that he hasn't done well himself. So, I'm going to say patience will save you a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of trouble. If you just look at your life on this week and ask yourself, when you get ready to get in a difficult situation, if I am just patient, will this situation get better? If I just wait on the Lord and trust God, will He bring me through it? He will. God has an answer. It's got your name on it. It really does have your name on it. But everybody can't play at the same time. And everybody don't pay at the same time. But God is fair and he's just. And we're not fair and just. We want what we want when we want it. We're like spoiled children. Right, like, right, what's what's that cash, that cash play says, I want my money, I want it now, or something like that. And you know what it costs you to get that money now? Do you know, Lisa? You ever heard that commercial? I asked Lisa because Lisa's an accountant. But there's a place that says that will give you your money, say you're in a lawsuit, and you want your money right now. They will give you your money right now. But what do you think that means? They're going to take part of it. So because you couldn't wait, you had to have your money right now. You couldn't wait. I was uh, in an accident some years ago and the person that got hurt the least went and got an attorney. They couldn't wait for the insurance to work its way through the system because it takes a couple of years. But it took them a couple of years anyway and by the time the insurance finished with them, they're not getting any more than they were going to get in the first place and now they got to pay the lawyer 33 and a third percent. Because you couldn't wait. It's going to cost you not to wait. I'm telling you. It will cost you in the spirit and it will cost you in life if you don't learn how to be patient under burdens and if you don't learn how to be patient with your temper it will cost you. It will cost you. I'm going to say this and I'm going to close. I'm going to say this because he ain't here. (laughs) But I had a friend of mine lost his temper walking walking went to jail from walking why because you lost your temper with the wrong person while you were walking you didn't touch him you didn't touch him but you lost your temper and you said something you shouldn't have said and there is a such thing as threat by something by by saying something to somebody somebody can feel threatened by something you said you can cuss them out and they can say they felt threatened. And they can uh not terroristic, but they can feel threatened and have you arrested and the popos will pick you up because you lost your temper. Because you couldn't control yourself. Some of our young black boys are being killed in the street because they can't contain their temper. You know, I I was uh anybody ever seen that movie Straight Outta Compton? I don't know why I asked this church that. I know everybody else probably saw Straight Outta Compton. But uh that that was one problem that Dr. Dre had. He had a real bad problem with patients, with the police. I always want to confront. I always end up slammed up against a car or in the back of a police car for no reason, standing. You know, in Detroit, they can arrest you for standing in the wrong place. So you got to be patient with processes because you don't know what's going on around you. You don't know what's going on with the people that surround you. So try to look on the bright side. Is that crazy? Try to find a, a light in a situation that says, well, maybe this is what's happening. Ask yourself that. Just say that. Well, maybe this is happening. Maybe they robbed me because they're more destitute than I am. Maybe (laughs) I'm experiencing this because something greater is getting ready to happen. With a storm, everything, something washes out, something washes in. So be careful when you see something washing out, know that God is getting ready to wash something in. Amen? Just be patient. Let's pray. Father God, we pray. Uh, that in our house, Father, we learn to be patient with other people, with each other, Father, while you're maturing us, God. That we understand that trouble works patience, God. That we we'll learn to be patient under burdens without complaining, Father. Whatever burdens that are there, God, that we have to deal with, Father, that we'll be patient without complaining. And, Father, that we'll be people that are slow to anger, God. Father, you said anger rests in the bosom of fools, Father. So, God, we pray that we don't lose our temper, but through the power of the Holy Spirit that we will respond to you when you tell us to hold our peace and let the Lord fight our battle. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Come on, prepare your gifts that you've brought for the Lord this morning. Remember the.